welcome to the Shift HR radio download, where our mission is to serve as a valuable resource for HR professionals, business leaders, and anyone looking for information that will empower you to make positive and meaningful impacts in your workplace. My name is Karen Byington, and I'll be your host today. So we like to raise issues on this podcast um, when we hear clients and colleagues talking about um, particular issues. And so today I have with me Shift's founder and employment law attorney, Catherine Nook Freeman, and we're here to talk about the HRC and why companies should be really paying attention to this increasingly influential organization um, and the index that they put out every year. So it's great to be back with you, Catherine. Thanks, Karen. I'm excited to talk about this important organization. Yeah, so like I mentioned, over the past few years, we've had more and more clients that are coming and talking with us about their desire to raise their score on HRC's Equality Index. And while more and more companies are talking about it, we find that there are still a number of companies that aren't familiar with it. And so what we thought we're going to do today is to give you some background. And for those of you who are familiar with the HRC and this Equality Index, give you some more details about what's been changing and the influence that it's had. And for those who are unfamiliar with it, we want to give you just a real good understanding of what the index is, what the corporation behind it is, and why it's important to pay attention. So, Catherine, maybe you could start off by giving us that little bit of background um, and maybe even start with the acronym and what is HRC. Absolutely. And and I just want to reiterate what you said. We are doing everything we can to spread the word about the HRC. When we meet with clients and prospective clients, we make sure that we tell them about the organization and what benefits it has to their employees and to their organization as a whole. But essentially, the HRC stands for the Human Rights Campaign. And it's actually an organization that started back in 1980, initially was called the Human Rights Campaign Fund, and it was one of the first gay and lesbian political action committees in the United States. And the fund's initial mission was to provide financial support on behalf of the gay and lesbian community to political candidates who supported gay civil rights litigation, I'm sorry, legislation. And in 1995, so years later, the organization dropped the word fund from its name and expanded its reach far beyond political lobbying work so that now all of the HRC's research and communications, marketing, public relations functions, they've all been greatly expanded. And it was a key transformation that really paved the way for the powerful organization that the HRC has become today. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize that it's been around for over four decades already. Um, But I do know that I've read in different places that it is the largest LGBTQ civil rights organization in the United States now. Yeah, it it is. And it represents a force of more than 1.5 million members and supporters nationwide. Yeah, and if you go online and um, you know look in the media, they have a lot of celebrity supporters now. Chelsea Clinton, George Clooney, Bruce Springsteen, Lady Gaga. There's just all kinds of celebrity support besides you know behind their missions. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, a lot of corporate partners and supporters as well. So so many of the big companies, you know, Apple and Intel, Accenture, Coca-Cola, Microsoft, Target, Prudential. E&Y, Pepsi, Google, the list just goes on. So it's really it's really great to see all that support for this organization and it continues to grow each year. Yeah, it's really it's really impressive to see the broad support that it's gotten. Um, and really their mission to envision a world where LGBTQ people are insured of their basic rights. 
um, both at home and at work and within the community, I think is is what everyone is really getting behind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, in fact, the HRC serves as, as America's largest civil rights organization today, working to achieve that LGBTQ equality and do whatever it can to help end discrimination against LGBTQ people and really help companies and employers realize a world that achieves these fundamental issues of fairness and and equality for all. Right. And I I think the way that they've been doing it and the thing that our clients and businesses are talking about the most is this corporate equality index that they've created. Um, And so we have a lot of our clients and a lot of companies out there are deliberately working towards raising their score on that CEI every year um, and finding out each year what's going to be required to get that high score on the the CEI. So can you tell us what this corporate equality index is? actually is? Absolutely. So the Corporate Equality Index, it's a rating which is given to companies based on their responses to the HRC's Corporate Equality Index survey. And the index serves as a roadmap to corporate diversity leaders to help them stay on top of this evolving field of policies and practices for LGBTQ employees. And employers that have earned 100% rating on the HRC Corporate Equality Index That means that they've satisfied all of the criteria for that particular year and are recognized as a, quote, best places to work for LGBTQ equality. All right. And how long have they been doing these ratings? Well, the first survey was actually conducted in 2002, so 15 years ago. And it essentially rated employers strictly on seven criteria, which those criteria still remain the basis for today's criteria. But the original criteria were guided in part by the equity principles, you know, 10 touch points for businesses demonstrating their commitment to equal treatment of employees, equal treatment of consumers and investors, irrespective of any of their sexual orientation and gender identity or expression. And interestingly, back in 2002, just 13 businesses received perfect ratings for that year. But by 2005, just three years later, more than 100 businesses had achieved perfect ratings, with many establishing the next best practices for the other companies to follow suit. And now I'm happy to say that the number is over 500 in terms of the number of businesses today that have received perfect ratings. Wow, so these ratings really did make an impact, and they made an impact really quickly in the business world. Yeah, yeah. And what's really interesting is that the HRC committed right away to staying ahead of the curve on LGBTQ diversity initiatives. So each year, the survey changes um, and continues to push the needle forward, really incrementally raising the bar on the criteria that are factored into the index and providing the tools for employers to meet them. Um, So it really continues to encourage employers to participate in the index and to really advance forward the best practices for LGBTQ workplace inclusion. Right. So if they're raising the bar, I guess then the survey's evolved itself, right? Since it was administered in 2002, the survey's been changing? Exactly. The survey's gone through a few different versions over the years, increasingly focusing on things like partner benefits and transgender inclusion. And the most recent survey was updated in 2013 when they rolled out the fourth and current version of the Corporate Equality Index criteria. And that really 
required the following standards to be met by each employer to achieve a perfect score. So these standards incorporated employers must have sexual orientation and gender identity non-discrimination protections explicitly included in all of their operations, both within the U.S. and extending to global operations. It also required all U.S. contractors to abide by companies' existing inclusive non-discrimination policies and implementation of internal requirements prohibiting philanthropic giving to organizations that have a written policy of discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. And these most recent criteria went into effect in 2015 for the Corporate Equality Index 2016 report. All right, so how many companies are participating in the survey now? Now, 881 companies spanning all industries participate in the survey. So as of the 2017 survey, the number is 881. And this year, a record of 327 of the Fortune 500 ranked businesses have official corporate equality index ratings uh, compared to 321 last year. So even year by year, these numbers are growing and developing. Right. And in the past, um, I believe they used to invite, specifically send out invitations to the Fortune 500. But as of um, the past seven years now, they actually extend the invitation to all Fortune 1000 companies as well. Exactly. Um, And so what do the most recent survey results show? What are the big um, indicators? What are the big Mm -hmm. signs this year? Well, as I mentioned earlier, in this 15th edition of the Human Rights Campaign's Corporate Equality Index, a record 517 employers earned a top rating of 100%. So that represents the largest jump in top-rated businesses in a single year in the entire history of the index. In addition to that, 199 of the Fortune 500 ranked businesses achieved a 100% rating compared to just 151 last year, with 12 of the top 20 Fortune ranked businesses at this top score. In addition, 92% of the Fortune 500 companies were shown to include sexual orientation in their non-discrimination policies, and 82% include gender identity. And interestingly, you know, some of these companies may have operations in states that don't prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity, but they have in fact chosen as organizations to still prohibit discrimination on that basis and so have represented their results in the corporate equality index. And one more thing to note, for the first time, half of the Fortune 500 companies surveyed offer transgender inclusive healthcare benefits, including surgical procedures. Yeah, that's real big progress and so much changing just in 15 years that they've been actively doing this. So it really shows the impact that this is having um, in the broad scope of, you know, U.S. business. Yeah, it it definitely does. And, you know, to a certain extent, businesses are, are certainly trying to do the right thing for their workforces here. And on top of that, of course, you've got the aspect that this corporate equality index, it really helps catalyze change by appealing to the business's competitive nature. Everybody wants to be the go-to employer, top in their industry. And so this is one more way that they can exhibit that they really are. They're doing the right things. They're the business that people want to work for, buy from, et cetera. Yeah, and it's it's important for companies to always be staying ahead with especially new millennials in the, the marketplace, in the job market. Companies are realizing that to be more inclusive not only benefits them 
um, when looking at statistics of more inclusive companies perform better. But when you're looking at the new marketplace of hires, these millennials are looking at these type of statistics and deciding which companies they want to work for. So to do Absolutely. top recruiting, you have to be on top of making sure you're you know, in the mainstream of what business is doing. Great point. Absolutely. All right. So for those listeners who haven't participated before, um, they may not be part of the Fortune 1000 that are receiving the invitations. Um, how do they go about um, participating? What's the schedule for the Corporate Equality Index? Well, well, first and foremost, I highly encourage all organizations to look into this. There's there's absolutely no fee to participate. Um, and any private sector, non-government employer with 500 or more full-time U.S. employees can participate. Um they can do a few things. First of all, if they're not currently receiving any information about the Corporate Equality Index, they can contact the HRC Workplace Project at workplace at hrc.org. And essentially, just a quick overview of the schedule, in April of each year, so those who received invitations would have received so already, invitations to the online survey are typically mailed out to um, to employers and then in August of the same year, surveys are required to be submitted to the HRC for their review. And then in October, ratings are finalized. In November, uh, the Corporate Equality Index report is released. And um, if a business has not previously participated in this Corporate Equality Index, they should know that surveys will be sent to the, either the chief executive officer or managing partner of the organization, as well as to the head of human resources and diversity. So organizations should be on the lookout for this. And if the business has previously participated in the Corporate Equality Index, surveys will just continue to be sent to whoever was responsible for previous submissions. Right. And the Corporate Equality Index, they do for the Fortune 500, um, Fortune 1000, and anyone who's participated before, um, if you don't submit a survey the following year, they may still use the information they have on hand or anything else their researchers find to give you a rating that year. They always email you ahead of time and let you know that they're doing it and give you a chance to respond, but make sure if you're a company who's participated before that you're updating any changes that you've made because they will be, you know, issuing a rating if you've, if they've rated you before. Yeah, that's a good point. So businesses can actually check in on their preliminary ratings through the online survey. And then as Karen mentioned, they're invited to provide the HRC with any additional information or updates before the report is released. So you can check in and see what percentage you're at. And some of our clients have actually found that they weren't at the percentage they needed to be at and that's part of the way that we were able to help them really close the gap there so they could get to 100%. Yeah. So um, for most companies, um, who is the one who fills out the survey? So if you're new to it, typically in a company, um, who is it the CEO that is filling it out or who is the one that's really... Well, I guess it depends on the company, but usually it's um, somebody from either human resources or diversity and inclusion, and they'll take ownership of filling out the survey, but uh, they may need to get input for the survey from anyone else in the company, whether they're in staffing or legal or uh, marketing communications when you're talking about outside entities or corporate giving and foundation relations. So a number of entities throughout the organization will be required to give input. So I know the survey is is pretty comprehensive, but maybe can you highlight for us just a couple of the things um, that they're asking or some of the things that are 
are new and that companies should be aware that they should expect to be asked on the survey? Sure. For example, the survey asks about the company employee non-discrimination and EEO policies to ensure that companies are including sexual orientation, gender identification, expression in their policies. Uh, The survey also asks employers to give details about their employee benefits and who specifically is covered. And then there's also, for example, another specific question that asks, do you require new hires to attend training that clearly states that your non-discrimination policy includes gender identity and sexual orientation and provides definitions or scenarios illustrating the policy for each? Yeah, and this is where um, Shift has been helping companies. Um, For instance, in this last year, we had a major financial exchange that wanted to improve their score. They weren't where they wanted to be. And so they worked with us to create um, training that had specific scenarios to address the LGBT harassment and discrimination in the workplace. Exactly. So for that particular company, we were able to work with them to customize a course because they wanted to include specific situations that they were facing in the workplace and, and not just generalized ones. They were that committed to, to really scoring high on the Corporate Equality Index. All right. And what other kind of company initiatives does the survey ask about? The Corporate Equality Index survey also asks about employee surveys, uh, LGBTQ employee groups, diversity councils, the existence of all those types of organizations. They ask about, the survey asks about efforts to market to LGBTQ groups or to provide philanthropic support of LGBTQ organizations. Um, And they also go so far as to ask, does your business have guidelines that prohibit philanthropic support to an organization that has a written policy of discrimination against LGBTQ work uh, employees or uh, or people? Um, And then the the list goes on. There's a couple others. Um, Does your business seek out certified LGBTQ-owned businesses as part of a supplier diversity program is a relatively newer one. And does your business require your suppliers to prohibit discrimination consistent with the protections provided by your EEO or non-discrimination policy? So that's a big one. That's really creating a ripple effect because not only is the business, the company who's filling out the survey committed to equality, they're making sure that their vendors, their suppliers are equally committed to it. So I think this survey really has been a force behind creating a world where, you know, the LGBTQ people are insured of their basic rights in a lot of these, um, you know, workplace situations. And by calling attention to all these different ways that they are expecting companies to be, you know, pushing the envelope and making changes has really had an impact. Just by seeing those statistics on how many companies are reaching 100% Mm -hmm. is showing how many of these um, fundamental changes that companies can make and initiatives that they can put in place are, are really changing the world. Yeah, it really has. And I'm so I'm so happy to see so many of our clients and prospective clients really making it a, a priority for their organizations because really by using this Corporate Equality Index as a guide, businesses can ensure that their existing policy and benefits infrastructure is inclusive of the LGBTQ workforce as well as their families, and this in turn results in greater recruitment and retention of a talented, diverse workforce, all of which are really important goals to every business. 
Yeah, so there was so much information in this episode. And as always, listeners, you're welcome to reach out to us directly. Um, Catherine, do you want to remind everyone of our 800 number? Sure, sure. So our 800 number is 800-790-5030. And you can also visit our website to send an email or find out more information at www.getshifthr.com. So we have a a team that would be happy to share any more information on the subject with our listeners, and we welcome people to reach out. All right. Catherine, thank you so much. It's always so fun to have you here. And listeners, thank you so much for joining us again. Don't forget, um, for more information, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we'd love to get your feedback on your favorite episodes or questions you might have and even suggestions for topics you'd like to hear about in the future. Take care, everyone. Thank you.